Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS as we work our way through a Thursday, the 19th day of April. Man, this month is going fast. Glad you're with us again today as we uh, join you for 90 minutes today with you until 1030. Busey Money Talk will hop in the studios then at 1030. So a little more of a compressed window today. And uh, in this first hour, at least for the first half hour, first 40 minutes, it is uh, your your forum. We've got uh, open line going up until about 940 this morning. We are going to talk a little bit at that time about uh, volunteers that are needed for the Illinois Marathon, the uh, course uh, route, how that came about, and uh, some security measures they take for that. Uh, Scott Friedline is going to join us. He used to be with the Champaign Police, now uh, in charge of kind of making sure everybody is safe when the marathon is run uh, coming up, all the events a week from this weekend. Of course, uh, we'll uh, get into that a little bit. And then open line in the second uh, half hour, or the first half hour, or the second hour of today's show, and then Busey Money Talk. So that's kind of what's on the docket today. Very busy day for you tomorrow. We'll have uh, Greg Solier, our meteorologist. I know a lot of you uh, enjoy Greg and his uh, work on our air. He'll be here with me as well as Dr. Jim Angel. Don't many times get those two experts in weather and meteorology together, but in this case we will in the studio in the first hour, and then farm broadcaster Max Armstrong is going to come by in the second hour tomorrow. So we'll kind of have an ag day tomorrow focus, so make sure you get ready for that. Have any questions for any of those uh, gentlemen along the way, feel free to get those to us. If you want to send them in ahead of time, you can do that too. Again, 356-9397 is the phone number if you'd like to join us on the phones today. Uh, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. I've got several uh, topics here, of course. We can talk about any or all of these. If you have something you want to bring up, that's the beauty of the open line. But uh, here are some things I'm thinking about anyway. Uh, tributes coming in for Barbara Bush. We touched on that a little bit. She passed away on Tuesday. Uh, that Starbucks story in Philadelphia still in the news. Southwest Airlines inspecting their fan blades on all their planes after the death of a woman on a flight that had to land in Philadelphia. There's also a streaming controversy, a Facebook Live controversy, uh, by someone who I guess thought maybe they were going to die on that plane. And uh, that has stirred up some controversy. Cuba with a new 57-year-old leader who is not named Castro. That's the first time that's happened since, of course, 1959. Also here locally, Bergner's closing later this summer in Champaign. Charter school proponents provide 20 pages of documents to provide clarity to some questions from the Unit 4 school board. So they met their deadline and got those questions in. And a proposal to ban children under 12 years old in Illinois from playing tackle football lacks the votes to pass in Springfield. A couple of sports notes. Cubs and Cardinals try to play again today after um, getting postponed yesterday because of the weather up in Chicago. They played one game in that series so far out of the games they had scheduled. 
LeBron James, a huge game last night in the NBA playoffs. Bob Osmussen in the News Gazette today, if you take a look at that. Uh, the draft, NFL draft, 22 years ago today. So what is that, 1996, involving Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice. Big story in the News Gazette today on that. And I don't know where you were, but I know where I was 23 years ago today, 1995, April 19th, and 25 years ago, I remember what I was doing, in 1993 on this date. So we'll cover all of that ground. If you have something you want to bring up, a topic you want to discuss, you have the uh, open mic here. The forum is yours. The floor is yours to uh, discuss what you would like here in the next 40 minutes or so as we have an open line until 940. We'll have more open line after 10. Talk a little bit about the Illinois Marathon in the second half hour, a portion of it anyway. We'll come back with more, get it started after the opening timeout that we like to take here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400. Keep those votes coming in on the uh, News Gazette Media's The People's Choice here, as well as on News Talk 1400 DWS, the best of East Central Illinois. WDWS.com and cast your votes in a variety of categories, your favorite food, dining places, nightlife, kids, pets, and more. The People's Choice brought to you in part by Wallace Land and Auction. 356-9397. We have some open lines going here for a little while. Hope you'll join us along the way. Uh, we've hit on several of the uh, big subjects of the day. We have uh, some texts in already here this morning on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Get to that here uh, momentarily. And uh, where were you 23 years ago today? And where were you 25 years ago today? We'll touch on that during the course of this uh, first hour. Let's see here. We have a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Did Elizabeth, talking about the morning show, really say we'd be better off with Jerry Brown in Illinois, referring to the California governor? OMG, Tom says. Uh, from CJ, why would a 13-year-old girl be out and about alone on a rainy night? Seems to me the girl's parents need checked out as well. That's on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. From Dave, the Senate at work, McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell refuses to allow a vote on a bill protecting Mueller, but they submit and pass a bill to allow babies in the Senate. First things first, Mitch. That uh, text from Dave, and also from Bill, he says, so-called hate speech is mostly opposing ideas. Unless speech calls for violence or can directly harm people, such as the old yelling fire in a theater, it's covered by the First Amendment. We're the only country in the world that protects free speech. Why would anyone want to give that right away? All of those texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line that have come in early this morning, 351-5357. Well, President Trump is uh, out there, of course. Uh, he is preparing, it appears anyway, for a summit with North Korea, although he said early this morning a meeting with North Korea's Kim Jong-un is not a sure thing. He said he could still pull out of a meeting if he feels it's not going to be fruitful. Also, the uh, president praising the former First Lady Barbara Bush, called her a wonderful person, a titan in American life as uh, those tributes continue to come in for the former First Lady. don't know if you've seen and heard, I think some of you have, about the uh, story of the Starbucks out in Philadelphia. Two black men arrested at a Philadelphia Starbucks say they were just waiting for a business meeting, and a week later still wonder how that could escalate into a police encounter that left them fearing for their lives. Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson telling the Associated Press in their first interview since video of their April 12 arrest went viral. The arrest, recorded on a uh, white customer's cell phone video, galvanized people around the country who saw the exchanges 
modern-day racism. The men have met with the CEO of Starbucks and are pushing for meaningful change. Uh, Police this week released a recording of a call from the Starbucks employee that led to the arrest. In it, a woman is heard saying the men refuse to make a purchase or leave, and uh, Starbucks has promised to train employees about unconscious bias. Also, Bill Cosby's lawyers, uh, they were looking to turn to their star witness today in the comedian's sexual assault retrial. That's ongoing. And we mentioned uh, Southwest Airlines. I don't know if you've had any uh, close calls in your life on planes. Of course, they had a little bit of a scary incident the other day with a plane that had to land in Philadelphia, emergency landing with a fan blade um, disruption and then explosion. And you had one woman perish who was partially pulled out, uh, blown out of a window. I'm trying to think if I've been involved in all the um, plane trips I've been on, not so much the charter ones, but commercial ones over the years when we were Uh, When I was doing minor league baseball years ago in Oklahoma City, uh, we would fly commercial all the time. And so we were on a lot of flights from Oklahoma City to Dallas, Dallas to Chicago, Chicago to Louisville, to Buffalo. Uh, I can remember one time in Chicago we had a, um, a situation where we took off, and then the pilot told us we were going back to the airport. We landed, and suddenly the plane was surrounded by fire engines. And apparently something had caught on fire. But uh, that's about the only time I can remember. I've, I've experienced a lot of bumpy flights flying into Denver. Um, it can always be a little bumpy, so that's always interesting. But I think um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. If you've had any experiences like that, let us know along the way. It is interesting, uh, the um, video that came out, the Facebook Live video, uh, somebody was able to get on Wi-Fi during the course of the um, – all the things going on with the airplane. And uh, Marty Martinez, first reaction uh, he had was to uh, live stream what he feared to be the last minutes of his life. It was possibly the first time someone who thought he was going to die in a plane crash live streamed the experience. And he's been taking a lot of heat on social media for uh, being involved in that. Uh, He runs a Dallas marketing agency said on Wednesday he wanted to communicate with the loved ones. Many social media users attacked him in a a series of expletive-laced postings, one saying Martinez should have been the one who died. And uh, somebody said, uh, you represent the worst of social media. So the event illustrates thorny issues facing platforms such as uh, Google's YouTube, uh, Periscope, and Facebook already under pressure over privacy and news curating and over hosting live streaming material. So that's uh, been sort of a um, an issue there that has come up in regards to the Southwest Airlines. All right, we're at uh, 919 here on Penny for Your Thoughts, and uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with more after this. All right, 921 here on Penny for Your Thoughts, Newstalk 1400 DWS, 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. You've got the uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351 351- Five three five seven. You can email us talk at wdws.com. You see, money talk comes your way at ten uh, thirty this morning, and we'll have a full show for you tomorrow. Greg Solier will join us in studio. We've got Max Armstrong coming in, of course, noted uh, farm broadcaster, Dr. Jim Angel from the Water Survey. Any comments you want to throw our way, feel free to do that. Uh, let's see here. We've had a couple of guests wander into the uh, studio here. Jeff Dowd is here. Wandering, How are you? wandering about. Yeah, well, just wandering the street out Wander, there. It's a little cold. It looks like a nice warm building, <laughs> so I wandered in. The dude is abiding right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a pleasure so, to be here. So it's a pleasure to have you in town. Yeah, Roger yeah. Ebert was a huge, huge 
you know, people like myself and others do, are, we're kind of like bridge builders from the artist who, who make films to the people who are going to go see them, whether in the capacity of a festival or, you know, I helped start Sunday as the Institute and the festival, but or in the capacity of exhibitors or distributors. And Roger was not only a critic, but an advocate. And there's so many people's careers, and more than just people's careers, things that happened because he advocated so strongly. And and you really got a sense of that last night here. And yeah. Once again, all the stories. And so I'm here to honor Roger. Yeah. So you were, did you go last night? Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. you think? I thought it was fantastic. My daughter actually, Annabelle, my younger daughter, came up from... Uh, Chicago. Well, she had to go back because she has a class. She's graduating from DePaul, so she actually came up and went back. But yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Experience. Yeah, well, the fugitive and the, and the to big see it on the big screen too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's uh, the did train. Did you go cra- last night? I did go last night. Yeah. It's yeah. The uh, the train crash with the bus. I mean, you see that on a big screen at the Virginia mm-hmm. and the sound. I mean, like wow. It's uh, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. Boy, Ray Elliott's here. You just you just accompanying him down here today. Pull that mic to you there. I I'm uh, hosting. Uh, Jeff, uh, for the week. Yeah, for the keeping week. an eye on it. Hostess with the mostest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so for people that don't know, you were the inspiration, I guess, for, for the Big Lebowski, right? Well, Tony uh, and we're going to probably make a film noir Raymond Chandler thing. And what the character of the dude is, is he's what you might call holy fool. The original St. Francis is mm-hmm. one. The jester in the king's court. Most comedians. People that tell it like it is, but wrap it up in irony and comedy and satire. So the role the dude and Joel Neeson picked up on was that I'm a holy fool. They made me more of a pot smoker than I actually am <laughs> because it liberated me from the concerns of the day, like I might get fired from my job <laughs> or something like that, so I could tell it like it is, okay? Yeah. And and so that was the setup, and Walter, the other guy, is in any buddy movie is the guy who gets the you know, guy in mm-hmm. trouble, whether it's Bush and Sundance or you know, yeah. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So that's coming up a little later in the festival. Here. I think it's yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's going to be. A, it's for those most people have not seen that on the big screen either. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, this year's Academy Award winner Roger Deakins is the guy who shot that movie too. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know great to see it on the big screen. Yeah. So that's at nine thirty on uh, Saturday night. Right. Yep. Yep, there's four uh, movies that day on Saturday. So and then we'll we're party on after early, that, yeah. inevitably. <laughs> so did you start in radio, you said? Did you do a little radio? Well, WVBR, the big town in Ithaca Town, it's a Cornell radio station. So in eighth yeah. grade, I was hanging out there, Bob Smith, and learning all about radio. And, <laughs> but then I you know, went on as an activist and, and, yeah. and then movie person to do you know, mm-hmm. a zillion radio interviews. Yeah. Well, radio is kind of theater of the mind, you know, in a way, with the sports or other broadcasts. You can't, you know, you're talking to people that can't see... What you're seeing, a lot of times. Although, so, uh, do you guys do you guys simulcast on video? Uh, every once in a while, Facebook yeah. Live or something like that. But a lot of stations are doing yeah. that now. Yeah. You know? yeah. So what else are you going to be doing this week? Besides, you going to just go to all the all no, the films? You got any panels? I'm, I'm, no, you're doing? actually, I go to the university. and I'm going to do a few university classes. When I, I like to do that when I'm in town. So I'm going to do the business school. I'm doing a thing with actors right after this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to go to a few of the panels, and I'm looking forward to showing Interstellar at noon today mm-hmm. in 70 millimeter, which should be, you know, yeah. yet again another big screen thing that I sure. haven't experienced. Yeah. So I'll go to some movies, and, and um, you know, I like, I learn a lot when I go to universities or go to different towns. I was in Hanford, California, two weeks ago, which is the reddest county in California, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, you just, you learn a lot when you, when you go to these places, and, and so it's, that's kind of what it said for me, and I don't know what I'll learn yet, but I'm particularly intrigued 
with all the young people I'll meet at mm. the university and at the film festival as well, and where, mm. where, where they're headed and where they think they're headed. Yeah. Well, you've talked about Roger. We'll kind of finish it with this, but uh, Roger had such a huge impact. I mean, uh, in so many ways, when you yeah. think about it, just from starting here as the editor of the Daily Illini to how famous he became and then the impact, the legacy he leaves. I mean, I'm sure you feel that totally, all the time. Totally, totally. Now, we worked side by side on a lot of mm -hmm. different movies, you know, because Roger, like a lot of the critics and others, would say, well, what's happened at Sundance? And I would say, well, you might check out this thing and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it was, you know, really, uh, really great. Look, we're, we're at a time right now in the world where all systems are changing. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the 60s and the 70s and stuff like that, there was lots of cultural shifts, but not systemic. Mm -hmm. So the transportation system, energy system, banking system, you know, and go on education, health, they're all going through dramatic changes one way or another, systemically, which means things could be the best of times or the worst of times. Mm -hmm. And if you think of any one of those things, how good or bad could transportation be? How good or bad could energy be? So this is a time that is truly historic and 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 you know the younger generation is going to have a chance to carry on uh, one of the things i'm doing in closing is i'm doing something called our classic tales to fuel our future which is mm -hmm. both a book and show and an interactive show using classic tales by that i don't mean handsome Gretel. i mean some great story of yours <laughs> right <or> <laughs> mine and right. and to give people that fuel through our version of parables, so to speak. So mm -hmm. so what I get out of coming here is I'm gonna learn a lot, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and, and you know, I came out of a family professor, so I was in a small college town, Ithaca, where because my father taught at Cornell. Right, Cornell, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. About half the size of this place. But, yeah, the big know. red, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to sports here, you yeah, know? I know. <laughs> well, yeah. that's kind of where I make my living, too, so. Are you still doing sports? Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, do the, do the Illini. Hey. Yeah, so have a lot of fun with that. Oh, for sure, sure yeah. for sure. Well, good yeah. for you. Well, yeah. good to visit with you. By the way, one of the movies ahead, I yeah. did, just on sports, and last yeah. thing before you kick me out of here. No, no, no. Hoosiers, Hoosiers. Which was a great, oh. great, great experience, by Absolutely. the way, working Absolutely. on Hoosiers and yeah. doing the test run on it and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really... Uh, Gene Hackman and company. And Dennis. You know, yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of sports movies, too. Yeah. So Are those more fun? They're all fun. They're all fun. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> you ever see yeah. The Last Game? I don't know if I've seen that it's one. Great. It's great. Yeah. We'll talk about it but yeah. at some point. But yeah, it's great. Okay. Great movie. Great to see you. Great to see yeah, you. Yeah, I know you got some more interviews you need to do, so we'll and let you I'm do that. I'm on my way to speaking to the line. I'm on the way. So. Well, good to see you. And we're going to be down at Craner at uh, uh, 10 o'clock okay. with a group of actors down there. Okay. So. Sounds good. Okay. Jeff and Ray, thank you. My pleasure. You enjoyed Thanks it. We'll, we'll come back with more in a moment here on Penny. Well, the, the one thing I like about live radio is you just never know what's going to happen. And uh, we knew that uh, he might be around or in the building, or there was some talk uh, that uh, in our newsroom, Tim Dittman wanted to talk to uh, Jeff Dowd there, uh, Michael, and uh, yeah. maybe do a podcast or something sure. like that. And uh, he just kind of walked in the studio, <laughs> so here he is. Well, so yeah. anyway, Karen told me he was here, and I was just like, well, I don't, I don't know Tim was talking to him. So like, this yeah. is like nine ten or something like that. I'm like... Well, Tim's not going to be here for a little bit, and so I, I mean, I didn't know what yeah. was going on. Yeah. And uh, but I'm I'm a big fan of that movie. I could watch that movie. That was, that was great to see him and Ray. Oh, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I'm, uh, Tim's going to put together a interview with him, a little podcast. You can check that out on wdws.com. So there you go. All right, nine thirty-one. We'll continue with more uh, penny for your thoughts. We've got the news headlines with Michael coming up. Your phone calls, emails, and texts all welcome here this morning up until ten thirty. So uh, 
Give us a buzz. We'll talk to you in a little bit. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We're at 938. So uh, Jeff Dowd comes in to the uh, studio, sits down, says, hey, I'd like to talk on the radio. So that's what we did. We talked with him on the radio. The uh, inspiration, the the dude, if you will, and the big Lebowski, which is coming up as part of the Ebert Fest uh, Film Festival. 3569397. I'm going to talk about the Illinois Marathon here in just a moment. do want to tell you that uh, if you uh, are needing to sell or buy a home, Hope you'll uh, contact uh, my friend Stephen Pam Starwall. They are the husband and wife team. There's a lot of great uh, realtors out there, and there's a lot of big groups. But this is the husband and wife team, so they work together very closely, obviously. Uh, they've assembled an outstanding team to work with them on home inspection, lending, and all of that. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow. But uh, most of their business is from past customers who have been satisfied, referrals from those customers. If you're looking to uh, sell or buy a home, the entire process, they're with you the entire way. Easy to get a hold of, 239-7156, and that is their phone number. What it is, it's Pam's cell number, basically. So if that rings, they don't answer right away. It goes right to Pam's cell, and she'll get right back to you immediately from uh, selling, home inspection, buying, appraisal process, and closings. Steve and Pam are with you the entire way, and they'll also give you a no-cost consultation, whether you're wanting to sell in two weeks or six months or a year. Maybe you need to find out what that uh, time frame is. And right now they're offering a free, no-obligation home evaluation, even if you're not thinking about moving. So, again, give them a call, 239-7156. The husband and wife team at uh, Keller Williams, the Starwalt Group, how you can do this. If you can't remember anything I said, you can just Google Starwalt, S-T-A-R-W-A-L-T, or uh, Google Steve and Pam, or Pam and Steve, and it all comes up right there on the front page of your Google search. So uh, check it out. Stephen Pam Starwall from Keller Williams, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, quick text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line referring to the 13-year-old girl uh, being out alone, the Urbana child abduction case is what we're talking about. The defense saying this may not be unlawful in his home country is not relevant. And he says laws in Africa do not apply here. What your home country's laws are doesn't matter. We go by the laws of the United States. So that text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Okay, lots going on here. Uh, Scott Friedline has come in. How Hi are there. you, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? Former, how long were you with the Champaign Police? 26 plus. 26 plus. Yeah. Wow. And, Loved uh, every minute of it. Did you? Yeah, right. and now you're working over at Reynolds Towing? Yep, and then doing the Emergency Services Coordinator for the Illinois Marathon. Yeah, so uh, wanted to come in real quick, bring you in, and just talk about that in a moment. You brought a friend with you here, Danielle LaFay. Hello. How are you? You're related to Karen York somehow? I am. Yeah, she our is, office manager? Yes, she's great. I love her. So how is that connection? <laughs> You're married to somebody who's related? Uh, my brother is married to her daughter. Okay. Yes. So you're an in-law of some sort. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what else do you do? Um, I am the vol- the course volunteer coordinator mm-hmm. for the marathon. Mm-hmm. So do you have another job somewhere else that you? I do. I also am a director for the Parent Life Program at um, Youth for Christ. Okay, very good. Uh, I think people have run across. I know I've met you before, but I wanted other people to uh, 
kind of get to know who you are and what you do. And so you're a course volunteer, course of the marathon mm-hmm. coordinator. So I find all 485 people to stand on the intersections and not let cars on the road. So. All right. Well, Scott, tell us how all this works because this is a major undertaking. We're coming up, what, a week? Ten days away. Ten days Ten away. Ten days away. Yeah, it's just around marathon. the corner. Um, basically what it is, we've got 27 miles of venue. We have 300 and some odd intersections that need to be managed. And uh, while we use police officers uh, for a lot of those, it's not enough. We have to have course team volunteers that come out and kind of play that role, not necessarily being a police officer, but just to make sure people don't get onto the course. Uh, when you've got you know, 10, 12,000 runners out there, you don't want to put them at risk by having people get into their way or turn into their path and that type of thing. So our course team volunteers really play a very critical role in the safety of the race uh, by monitoring traffic and then giving traffic direction on how to get across the course safely without impacting the runners or hitting a runner. Mm-hmm. So what are the key uh, choke points is not the word, but what are the key intersections that... Well, the key intersections yeah. are always going to be covered by police officers. Okay. We use for the, the, the events that we have about a total of 170 professional uh, people, that's police officers, public work staff, that type of thing, to cover those big intersections. So what we really look at is support to them. Mm-hmm. We do put some volunteers with those police officers to kind of help guide and, and give instructions to the traffic. And then all the other intersections that don't necessarily need a police officer, that are lower volume in traffic, uh, we put course team volunteers out there and, and mm-hmm. we give them training. There's a training program. They go online or, or get in, in a classroom setting. It's not very long, half hour. Um, but we talk to them about what their role is and how they can make sure it's safe. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, you're looking for volunteers. Yes, sir. So, what? <laughs> how, how many do you have? How many do you need? We have over 200 for Saturday, but we still need about 100 for Saturday, and then okay. we have 17 slots open for Friday night. So Friday night is sometimes easier because it's after work, so you could just. And it's a lot of fun because it's on campus and there's lots of people. So that's always easy. But then on Saturday, we have – it's just spread out so far. Mm-hmm. So it takes yeah. a few more people. So <laughs> if you're a volunteer for this on the course, how much of a time commitment are you talking? How long do you need to carve out time, I guess, to, to do it? Either one well, of you say It that. varies, actually. If they go online and look at what we have available, they can kind of pick the length of time they want because we have a variety of slots throughout the Twin Cities – um, and, and so you look at it, Urbana, for exa- example, is a little bit shorter because the race starts there and gets done over there first. Um, if they go to the Champagne side, it's a little bit longer and it can be, you know, five, six hours in some cases. Uh, we do put a limitation on the runners. And so we want to be done with the event by 2 o'clock typically uh, is when our last runners come in. And we cl- open that course up behind the runners. So they work in intersection, depending on what they work, we, we have a timetable and, and we'll be by to open their intersection once they're it's open they're they're free to go. Mm-hmm. So you can pick and choose let's see you want to pick a place near your home or someplace so you don't have to drive all the way across town. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. You can pick wherever you want and if you're like I am only available until ten thirty, then you could pick in a very a spot close to the start mm-hmm. and you can be over and done with mm-hmm. like from six forty five to eight thirty, mm-hmm. some of them run at the mm-hmm. start on Saturday morning. I know we had a, a meeting with Urbana Adult Ed yesterday with some of their folks, and they need community service hours. So if people have that kind of project or some you know task that they have where they need those hours, this works really well because uh, a lot of this stuff goes to charity when we're done. There's a lot mm-hmm. of charity partners that uh, benefit from the race. So it's a big big event for the community, but it's also big for all of our charity partners. Mm-hmm. We do have a caller, so if you oh. want to put those headphones on. 
All right, this is your big moment here, okay? <laughs> okay. We have a question about the marathon. Don, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious uh, what the cost is for all this and, like, how much business is lost. I mean, it, it just seems to me I'm not against the run at all. I, I just think it would make more sense if they ran, like, to St. Joe and back down 150 or to Muhammad and back. I mean, through town just seems to really disrupt traffic, just the flow of everything. It disrupts business. Uh, I wonder what the cost is for all the officials to be out there directing traffic and all that. It just seems it would make more sense. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Don. Go ahead. There is no cost to the community because the cost for police officers is covered by the marathon organization. Okay. So it's not something that's using community funds to do that. Um, the other side of it is we are very cognizant of, of the impact it has on the community. That's one of the reasons why we say it's done by 2 o'clock. We want to make sure that the community impact is limited. Um, we start the first race take, take 3 in the morning. Uh, Urbana is cleared. Downtown Urbana is cleared probably by 9 before most of those businesses are open anyway. And so um, we, we're really aware of that end of things. We've been doing it for 10 years. The economic impact is, is has been $10 million, something like that. Hmm. I don't have the exact cost on all of it, but I do know that we're very cognizant of, of the impact on the community and try to be aware of that. We put a lot of information out for people to figure out how to move around the community on race day, and they can get that on uh, our website, IllinoisMarathon.com. Because you've got the belt line that goes around. Correct. We have town. a belt line, and then we also have other documents in there within the loop. So if somebody happens to be inside the circle of, of the race, um, they can go to that website, figure out how to move through that area, mm-hmm. what portions of that that particular area they're in, open up first so they can get out. Scott Freeline is with us, uh, helping to coordinate with the uh, marathon folks uh, coming up in 10 days now as we're with all the different events, the 5K, the walk, the run, the all the different things that happen. Daniel LaFay is with us as well. Uh, she's the uh, course team coordinator. Now, if I'm someone and I'm listening to this and I say, I'd like to volunteer, but I don't want to be responsible for traffic. They want to hand out water. They can do, I mean, can you help with that too? Yes, we have a ton of positions and you can go on to IllinoisMarathon.com and just click on the volunteer button. There's all kinds of positions. You could help if you're not available on Friday and Saturday. There's positions open on Thursday. I think there's a couple slots on Wednesday. So there's plenty of Mm -hmm. um, things to do. And we even have people who are like, I can't stand up. Like, so we have sitting positions that people could do too. So mm-hmm. we try to accommodate anyone to who accommodate wants to help you. us. <laughs> so when they go to the website, they're just all these options you can just plug into. and Yes, yeah. it, it lists every job and the time that mm-hmm. you're needed for that job and where the location is. Because like mm-hmm. we have an airport welcome team. So you just go out to the airport and you welcome um, any runners that come in and give them information. Really? Yeah, yeah, so that then, you know, like they have everything and they're ready to. To participate yeah and and who gets a hold of them once they go online does somebody call them or do you just show up we Wait. send them a confirmation email and mm-hmm. then so there it breaks out into different chats yeah, and then sure. we'll we'll continue to like send them emails or um it depends like different volunteer coordinators mm-hmm. do it differently so okay yeah like in my case i have parking assignments as well so what ends up happening is we have to post all the areas that are are impacted by the race and where we need to restrict parking so Wednesday afternoon is a parking sign day where I go out with a team of people and we post about 800 parking along the course to make sure people are aware and can make alternate plans of where to park for race day. Hmm. Volunteers are the key to this, right? 
Oh, yeah. We use, I mean, what, 3,000 3, volunteers for the whole event. Um, and it's not just about volunteering. There is some goodie stuff. I'll let Danielle tell you about the goodie bag that they get that associates to some of the events that, you know. Well, if you're a course, so every volunteer gets a goodie, like a drawstring backpack mm-hmm. and a T-shirt. Um, if you're a course team volunteer, you also get a foam finger so that you can cheer on the runners while you're out there on the okay. street. And then you also get a poncho in case it's not so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea what the weather is? What is the forecast 10 I, days I out? I never look. I <laughs> never <laughs> look. I, I quit being a forecaster about yeah. four years ago when I really got embarrassed after I said, man, my, my radar on my screen looks great. And I drove you know, probably five blocks away, and it started raining. Like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I quit being a forecaster. Yeah. Before I let you go, um, any number to call? Any anything they should do other than the website, or is the website the website's way to go? the way to go? Okay. Just IllinoisMarathon.com. Uh, there's this tab under volunteer or get involved, and and from there you can see all the different mm-hmm. job offerings and what's available. Mm-hmm. The route's pretty much the same, right? Over it 10 is the years, same. It yeah. hasn't it's, changed a lot. We're a Boston Marathon qualifier, so we have to maintain the route. Um, you can't make alterations to it without having to go through a whole new certification process. Mm. This is the last year of our certification, so we'll be doing some evaluating. And, and you know, with the MCOR project, for example, we've had to kind of be cautious about what we're doing to make sure we maintain that certification and right. and maintain that safety. Mm. So, All right. Anything else I need to know? I think I we're think excited. We've, we've I just covered it. You know, the biggest part about being a course team is not just being there for, for the sake of traffic, but you're a cheerleader for the runners right. and making sure the runners stay in course. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people get involved, and all of a sudden, uh, either they commit to, to a lifetime of doing a volunteerism <laughs> or they go on to be runners, which is the other interesting mm-hmm. thing. A lot of people will say, hey, I could do this and end up being runners. Scott and Danielle, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for coming in. You Ooh. guys did great. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You weren't nervous at all. All right, we'll come back with more. Penny, for your thoughts, we've got a caller and a couple of texts waiting. We'll get to those next. Back on Penny, for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. And we've got a text in. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line says, uh, who raised the guys at Starbucks to fear for their life when police approach? Talking about the uh, Starbucks case that has been in the news the last week. Back to the phones here at 953. Hey, Stan, how are you, sir? Good morning. Can you hear me, Brian? I can. Okay, you're on my speakerphone because I've got a couple of things I'd like to uh, throw out at you, and I don't want to forget anything, so I've got a a note to myself here. This is about our dear leader's interaction with Syria over the past year. Yes. Uh, In 2017, Syria launched poison gas attacks against the rebels, killing about 100 people. A little later, the U.S. sent 70 missiles into Syria to uh, hit the air base where the uh, strike allegedly happened. 69 of those missiles were anti-personnel missiles, and and no operational aircraft were damaged. There was one person killed at the air base. The air base was operational within hours for flying planes in and out of. Uh, on the 3rd of this month, Syria used poison gas again again against the rebels, killing about 20 people. On the 9th of this month, Trump says that the missiles were on their way. On the 10th of this month, Russia says it will shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. On the 13th of this month, the U.S., Britain, and France fired 105 missiles at complexes that were supposedly 
chemical facilities, but apparently they were empty. No Russian missiles were fired in, in a counterattack. Syrian SAM missiles were fired after all Allied missiles had struck their target. No Russians, Iranians, or Syrian military personnel were killed, but the buildings were destroyed. In 2017, that would be Tuesday, Trump tweeted in a Freudian slip that he was a bigger spy than the Christian minister being uh, persecuted in uh, Turkey. Hmm. So, so you're saying he's mismanaging what's going on? Is that... He's the Manchurian candidate, Brian, yeah. and he's for real. He was put in there by the Russians to do their bidding. He tipped off Russia last year. He tipped off Russia this year. Uh, and if Britain or France ever join with us again in a military operation while Trump is president, I will eat my hat. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. But uh, So too close to the Russians is your point. No, he's their puppet. Oh, okay. Well, um, he just put some big sanctions on him. Uh, no, he never put those sanctions on. Uh, Nikki Haley said they were going to put sanctions on, and Trump immediately said, no, we're not. Mm -hmm. Well, I know they've kicked out some diplomats along the way, which is more uh, for show than anything, I think, usually, but... Oh, it's absolutely yeah. for show. That yeah. has absolutely no effect on another country other than to limit your own accessibility to uh, intelligence. When we kicked out a hundred of their people, they kicked out a hundred of ours. They were all spies. Nothing happened. When uh, Obama put the sanctions on Russia for the invasion of Crimea, the Russians have been crying and complaining ever since. Sanctions work. Trump is under federal law to sanction Russia. He has refuted so far. And like I said, when Nikki Haley said we were going to apply sanctions, he immediately said, no, wait, we're still thinking about it. Yeah. Well, so you, 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 think he, uh, you think he won't ever then do that, the sanctions? No. Yeah. He wants to do away with sanctions because, like I said, he's their puppet and sanctions work. Yeah. All right. Hey, Stan, i got to move, but thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Bye. Great to hear from you. Thank you. 356-9397. A lot of Russia talk there, right? It's interesting how it's flipped around, though, for uh, many, many years. Um, you know, the talk was when uh, Ronald Reagan was dealing with the Russians, you know, the uh, opposing party would say, well, you know, uh, they're not that bad. We need to negotiate with them. We need to do this. We need to do that. And you know, Russia, I mean, was called the evil empire by President Reagan. And uh, it's just interesting how script has flipped a little bit in that sense about who's worried about Russia more, I guess. Because whole campaigns were built on, you know, in the 80s and 90s, hey, we need to be tough on Russia. 959 here at DWS, 356-9397. You can join us on the phone line. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, three five one five three five seven, and email us talk at wdws dot com. Open line until ten thirty this morning. We'll have Busey Money Talk at the bottom of the next hour, and also uh, think back to uh, twenty three and twenty five years ago. A couple of uh, major events that happened in the uh, news world 
on this day, April 19th. This has been a pretty tragic day in a lot of respects uh, as far as the date on the calendar. We have news coming up here at the top of the hour from CBS News. Thanks to uh, the dude for stopping by for a few minutes on his way to the University of Illinois, part of Ebert Fest. And also to uh, Scott and Danielle for swinging by for a few minutes in regards to the marathon. Busy times here in Champaign-Urbana. This is WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400-DWS. Busy show already today. Appreciate all the input along the way. And if you want to uh, join us on the phone lines here in this next half hour, it'll be a quick half hour. We've got Busey Money Talk at the bottom of the hour, 356-9397. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. And anytime during the course of two hours, and I've said this several times uh, along the way, just kind of want to get you feeling and thinking this way, uh, if we have somebody on, we're talking the marathon, and you want to go back and talk about another issue, send the text in, send the email in. Uh, you don't have to limit it to just that particular time period. Or if you have a question for our guests anytime they're on and you, hey, I want to ask a quick question about this or that, feel free to uh, feel free to do that. Or send your emails and texts in along the way throughout the uh, two hours. Have no problem getting them on, and we'll uh, squeeze them in along the way as we work our way through the show. I saw the story about the uh, Bergners. Local Bergners expected to close in Champaign by the end of August. Liquidators bought its parent company, Bonton Stores, in a bankruptcy auction. While a manager for the Champaign store at Marketplace Mall declined to comment, as did Marketplace. The location was listed in court documents among Bonton's more than 250 stores that Liquidators planned to close. I'm trying to remember how long that store has been there, how long Bergners has been there. I know it's been a long, long time. 1012 here at DWS. Let's go to the phones. John. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you doing, Brian? Good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, seems to me like this old, good old world is changing faster than our good old world can keep up with it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Talking, talking about all the changes, and the, uh, I refer every once in a while to when the, when the horses were retired by the tractors, you know, everybody thought, Oh, we'll never live through this. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, uh, this this TV thing will never last either, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truth be known, why uh, it used to seem like it's, uh, twice a year, and now it seems like it changes every day. Uh, Brian, I have a question. Uh, how many people out there are disgusted with our county board and the nursing home? Well, prob- that's a- probably a lot. About what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Well, I I realize what they're trying to do, uh, Brian, but I, I'm just sick that we can, uh, the voters can say, uh, we don't like this because it's not working and we want to stop doing it. And then they just completely ignore or they come up with something that uh, they thought no one, evidently they thought no one was smart enough to figure out. Yeah. Well, they had the one bid, and um, 
you know, they're looking at it, I guess. There's, so I think there's still a possibility that it's going to be sold. But yeah, all um, the restrictions, though, that they put on that, Brian, uh, made it difficult. They, they, they know anybody that's got sense enough to make money in the nursing home business. It's yeah. not going to buy it under their rules. I just I just can't understand the audacity of the board. And I know they've had a leadership problem for years and leadership being too one way, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right. Hey, I, anything else? Well, I I kind of think that the same people, I know this isn't true, but it seems to me like the same people uh, were putting together the guidelines for the sale of Lincoln Square. And uh, I, I think sometimes people think, well, boy, the public's dumber than we are, when in fact they don't know what they're talking about. You know, the public sees what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They just they're setting they're setting up there and well, uh, usually there's a lot of there's a lot more common sense out there than I think some people realize. So, uh, <laughs> you know, true. You, and I wish you, the, I wish the politicians would share in it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thank you, John. A uh-huh. uh, lot of reaction to Stan. I'll get to that here in a moment. Jerry, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Uh, just uh, thinking about this uh, Russia, 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 and uh, uh, Syria conflict. Uh, the bombing that happened last Friday night, over 100 bombs were were uh, uh, sent over there, and there were no casualties. There were no deaths or injuries on the Russian or the Syrian army. Uh, they had over a week to prepare for this, and uh, I just think it's kind of strange that... Uh, you know, I think there was probably some kind of an agreement with this uh, stupid dictator, I mean, president that we have. Uh, I think he probably told him, look, let me give, let me drop a few bombs over there. I'll give you a week's notice. Uh, we won't do any sanctions. And sure enough, that's what's happened. Hmm. He stopped the sanctions that, uh, that were supposed to be uh, more sanctions that were supposed to be put on them. But I just think that uh, collusion, you know, you've heard that word before. I think there's some kind of a collusion between Russia and Trump. I think uh, they've got something on him that uh, he keeps protecting them. Hmm. Well, so you're kind of aligned with Stan on that. I think it's kind of strange that there weren't any injuries. You know, well, I know it was early in the morning, but those places just don't lock up and walk away and then come back, yeah. you know, the next day. Well, I mean, uh, I mean should, should there be, I mean, I think it's a good thing there were no injuries, right? Or nobody killed? I mean, if you want to destroy something. But I guess if the president gives them plenty of warning that, uh, you know, that, that, that that's why they, who knows what all they took out of those buildings. Hmm. All right. Hey, Jerry, I got to run, but thank you, sir. Your thing. Bye. Yep. Bye bye. Back in a moment here with Penny for your thoughts. We got Busey Money Talk at the bottom of the hour and more callers coming up. All right, ten twenty. We're with you until about ten twenty seven. So another seven minutes or so, and then we'll get you uh, get cleared out of here for Busey Money Talk. Uh, tomorrow we have Greg Solier and we have Dr. Jim Angel as well. We'll talk uh, weather in the first hour and then Max Armstrong, the great farm broadcaster, worked with Orion Samuelson. For many, many years up in Chicago, well-known, of course, been through here before, and he's going to be in studio with me tomorrow in hour number two. So a lot of agriculture talk tomorrow for all the farmers out there. If you'd like to talk to Max, visit with him, he'll be in studio here tomorrow. 
All right, let me tell you about the Beef House, Covington, Indiana. They've been serving outstanding steaks since 1964. They've become part of the fabric in our part of the world by providing great food and great uh, service. Not just steaks, though. Chicken, pork, pasta, seafood. If you come for lunch, make sure you take advantage of the top-notch lunch buffet. Got great desserts there. It's a terrific way to enjoy a great meal in the middle of the day. Maybe you just want a salad. Great, great salad. You can take advantage of all the toppings there. The plate is cold when you pick it up. Reach down in there and get it and uh, fill your plate up with all the salad items. And, of course, the uh, beef house rolls. They're famous, warm, come to your table. If you want to buy some rolls to take home with you, you can do that, baked or unbaked, so make sure you take advantage of that. And remember, they are an hour ahead over there at the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, so if you make plans, make sure you keep track of the time. You gain the hour coming back. It's uh, Bob and Bonnie Wright. Great tradition at the Beef House in Covington, Indiana. I want to remind you, too, that uh, you can vote uh, here, of course, on Newstalk 1400, WDWS.com. News Gazette Media is the people's choice. It's the best of East Central Illinois. The People's Choice, brought to you in part by Wallace Land and Auction. You can vote on food, dining, nightlife, kids, pets, and more. All right. All right. Let's see here. Stan. Stan ought to have his own show, somebody says. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, also a text from Jim. He says, I have a hat for Stan he can eat. In fact, I have lots of hats for him to eat. Maybe I'll slow down his uh, straw dog attacks on things he doesn't like. Uh, from James, says the latest round of sanctions Nikki Hale announced after the series strike have not been implemented by Trump yet. That is true. They are conflicting reports as to why significant sanctions were put in place in March after the diplomat was poisoned. Russia walked all over President Obama and would have over Hillary. Text, things will be different when I'm president. Obama to Putin, uh, Putin on live TV. Yeah, he said, I'll have more flexibility. That was something overheard. 1022 here at uh, DWS. Let's go back to the phones to uh, Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, Brian, good morning. Uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, Stan and Jerry there have uh, been watching too much CNN uh, conspiracy news network. <laughs> they've got it all They've got it all figured out. Um, hey, you would mentioned about uh, airplane uh, incidences that might have been involved in. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple. One real – I'll try to tell them real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. One was uh, Chicago to San Diego flight. We were like on a 737 or something. We pull away from the gate, and that's when the pilot's trying to start the engines up. And you could hear one of them like start up and then go quiet again and start up and go quiet again. And sure enough, he gets on and, and says that, you know, we got to pull back to the gate um, because the engine is starting but then shutting itself down. So, everyone, you know, you get a little nervous when you hear something like that because you're just like, gosh, the worst thing, the engine. And uh, – as soon as we pull up to the gate, the technician was going to come on and take a look at things. Well, there's a guy across the aisle that just gets up and leaves the plane. Like, he's just like, I'm not – and he never got back on the plane. He, he was just too freaked out. Uh, but uh, we ended up landing in San Diego, no problem. The engine worked great. Um, the other one was uh, – you had mentioned uh, Denver and weather mm -hmm. and uh, was flying Los Angeles, uh, connecting flight in Denver. And it was one of these flights where you could listen to the cockpit transmission on the oh. audio, like oh, one wow. of your channels, yeah. which was really cool uh, because you got to hear him talking to air traffic control. And as he, as air traffic control said, turn this way, then you feel the plane turn, and, and all of these things go down to this altitude. Well, there was a storm coming in, and they were talking about possibly diverting away from Denver. But the pilot said, no, let's do it, let's go. And we got in there, and you could see the shelf cloud as you're coming in landing we landed right underneath the storm. Then we get we get to 
the tarmac, but we couldn't get deboard because uh, there was lightning in the area. And then uh, you could hear tornado sirens. There's tornadoes outside the airport, and we're stuck on the plane because the ground crew can't uh, get us off the plane because of lightning. And I'm just thinking, worst place to be is in an aircraft <laughs> with, uh, say, a 100-mile-an-hour wind coming at you, and then this thing just, like, I don't know if it's possible. It lifts off the ground because of high winds or something. Uh, but uh, ended up hail, just a really bad hailstorm and tornadoes outside, but mm. nothing ended up happening. About mm. 40 minutes later, they let us off the plane. Kind of scary, though. It is. There's no more helpless feeling than just sitting there knowing you can't you, you, you can't do anything. Right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. What do you do? Nothing. Yeah. Just pray. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's what a lot of people do. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for sharing those stories. Those are great. I'm yep. sorry. Sorry you went through them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all good. All right. Hey, thank you. Uh, I don't know where you were uh, 23 years ago today, but uh, in uh, 1995, I remember this. The chaos in downtown Oklahoma City did indeed resemble Beirut after what police believed to be a 1,200-pound car bomb ripped through the nine-story federal building shortly after 9 o'clock this morning. More than 500 people were already in their offices, and at least 50 children were in a daycare center on the second floor. The bombing in Oklahoma City was an attack on innocent children and defenseless citizens. It was an act of cowardice and it was evil. The United States will not tolerate it, and I will not allow the people of this country to be intimidated. Two suspects now have been identified, known only as John Doe. They're both about 5'10 to 5'11, about 180 pounds, both with brown hair, one with a crew cut, the other with a tattoo. Those sketches were released as rescue workers worked their way through the wreckage of the Murrah Federal Building, looking for survivors among the close to 200 people believed to be still in that rubble. Authorities now believe the truck that bore the bomb was parked in a space alongside the Federal Building. A second vehicle may have been nearby to permit the bombers to escape. The FBI said today it was a huge explosion and that the explosive used was most likely a simple combination of fertilizer and fuel oil. The indictment charges that Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols, former Army buddies with a grudge against the government, planned the bombing, selected the Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City as their target, bought and stole materials for the bomb, and built it. And there you go. That was from uh, 1995, April 19. That was about three miles away from that when that happened those many years ago. And, of course, 25 years ago is the end of the uh, Branch Davidian standoff in Waco. Some say that prompted Tim McVeigh and uh, Terry Nichols to do what they did two years later to the day. All right, that's all the time I have today. Thank you for being with us. we got a lot of great uh, texts here at the very end. I'll read some of those here uh, probably tomorrow, uh, early anyway, and get those in. But uh, I appreciate you uh, calling, texting, and emailing today. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to our guests. Busey Money Talk is next on News Talk 1400 DWS.